0: How do you know she's the one? How do you know she's the one that you're going to be with forever? The one that you're going to give your last name to? The one you're going to risk it all for? The one that you're going to give up all others for? Forsake all others, as they say? Is there some type of formula? Is there some type of like three-part process? Does science have anything to say about this? You know, it's funny. For one of the most important decisions that a man has to make. There has yet to be a way to help us make this decision, a way that, we, that will ensure that we get this right, that we're not going to mess it up, that the woman that we choose to spend our lives with is the right woman, the one who will care for us, the one who will love us, the one who won't screw us over in the future. Isn't that funny? And so since there's nothing really out there, I thought I'd give my two cents throw my hat in the ring, and maybe offer some advice, some guidance on how to figure out, is she the one? Let's get into it. Welcome back to the Red Velvet Podcast. I'm your host, Pablo Rosario. Welcome back, and I'm super excited. Well, actually, I'm tired. (laughs) Maybe you can hear from the sound of my voice, but this week has been wild. Uh, This week was the week of my brother's wedding. I have two younger brothers and the one that is seven years younger than me, he's the first one in our family to get married. Him and his now wife have been together for nearly a decade now. And it was wild because for the longest time I saw this guy as my little brother. But now he's married, he's a full-grown man. Like, I can't punk up anymore. Like, I have to respect him now. <laughs> he's a grown-ass man. But it was very beautiful. It was very beautiful. I mean, by the end of it, my feet were hurting. I got these great shoes. You should see them. But like I said, overall, it was a blast. I got a nice suit. I got it tailored. You know, I showed up. And they had this great band. And normally, I'm like, oh, bands could be corny. But and the band killed it. Like, it was so much fun. I was there dancing with the band. They had fireworks, they had multiple dessert carts, open bar, and peep this, at the end of the wedding, they had a food truck come that was serving Wendy's and candy. It was was literally probably the best wedding I have ever been to. Like, I gotta say, it was literally the bomb. And it, it was a whole beautiful moment. And being there, it really made me think. It made me think about the topic of love and marriage. And this is something that a lot of us go through, a lot of us think about. And it's a heavy decision. It's a heavy decision because it's not only do I marry her, a lot of guys even even make the decision, they have a hard time making the decision of do I go out with her, do I make her my girlfriend? There's so much pressure behind the decision. And it's heavy, and I get it, I get it because you know what, there's a lot at stake for us, at least the man side, I can't speak for women, but I know for us, I can understand how it feels like there's a lot at stake, not only emotionally, but also financially. Like, let's say say you do get married, right? You get married and you choose the wrong woman. In other cases, you could be hurt financially and she could leave and take half your stuff or maybe you marry someone who's financially irresponsible and then that just leads you to financial ruin and that's why like this is one of the most important decisions that you can make in your life and i haven't even mentioned i haven't even mentioned kids yet cuz when when kids are involved the game is different the decision becomes even more important. Now, speaking as a father, one of the the most important decisions that I've come to learn is not even whether or not you decide to have a kid. The most important decision, I feel, is who you decide to have a kid with because this is the person that's gonna help you raise them, the person who's also gonna influence your kid, your teammate. I mean, you want somebody who's on the same page as you, someone that you and her have the same values. You don't want someone who's going to badmouth you, who's going to use the kid as a weapon against you. I mean, I've heard of situations where mothers have prevented fathers from seeing their children and using the kids kind of like a as a weapon just to get back at the dad. So they will either talk bad about the dad to the kids or they'll use the father for a meal ticket to get a shitload of child support and then end up abusing it. And so I'm not not saying this to scare you. I know I'm going down a dark road. You thought I was starting off all (laughs) all lovey-dovey and everything, and I promise I'm gonna get there. But the reason why I'm saying this is again, not to scare you, but just to emphasize the importance of this decision. Because let me also say this too. Let's say you do stay married. You married with this woman for 30, 50 plus years, but you don't talk to her. The love isn't there. You kind of annoy each other, your roommates at this point. And so even, even if you do get married and stay together, that's not even the win here. And so the type of win that I'm talking about is a type of win where you marry the right person, where you guys have the longevity and the depth of that relationship. You guys reach deep depths of love, trust, uh, partnership that is a type that you want that 50 years down the road you can look at her and go this is my teammate I really love to the best of my ability she here made she made me better that's what you want to be able to say now full disclosure I'm currently not married I'm on my way to it I have plans to propose to my partner this year but I think my perspective can be very helpful because I'm in the process of deciding, oh, is she the one? I mean, I've already decided, but perhaps this can be of use to someone who's actually in the middle of it, someone who's also navigating these waters. And for me, I'm at the point where I'm confident that i found the one that I want to marry. And so I'm going to give you a couple of my thoughts on this podcast, a couple of my advice and my thought process of how I've come to decide that the partner that I'm with, that she's the one now again these are just my points of view so take what you will discard what doesn't work for you and just be open to it so with that said let's get into it let's get into the first real question we have to ask how do you know she's the one well first of all there is no one Many people think that, like, oh, there's this one person, she's the the one for me, and I'm supposed to be with this person forever, and you know, they're going to save me. Like, nah, that, that's not true. That's some shit made up by Disney and romantic comedies. And the reason why, like, I hate this stuff, I, at least, you know, that type of portrayal of marriage and love, is because it causes guys to put too much pressure on themselves. It forces guys to believe like I only have one shot at love, one shot at finding a relationship an amazing woman. If I don't, everything's gone. And on top of that, some guys also end up believing that this is my one shot to find someone who will take away my insecurities, that will take away my fears, that will make me feel better about myself. But little do they know, it don't work like that, man. And the reason why it doesn't work like that is because the truth, when in fact, there are many ones, and I put that in quotation marks. And in in order to understand what I'm talking about here, I think it's important that we start off by defining the one, like how do we define the one? What does it mean? Um, you know, some people might think it means the one I'm supposed to be with, the one that will save me and fill this hole that I have inside, the the one and my one and only shot at happiness and love. For me, I believe different. For me, I believe, when I think of the one, I think about it as the one that I choose to love, the one that I choose to give my attention, my all to. Like, the way I think about it is like this it's like there's a row of buckets. Now rock with me for a second here, and by the way, I'm not calling women buckets by any means, but just peep the uh, the metaphor here that it's like a row of, of buckets, and I'm staring at each row, and I'm deciding what is the bucket that I wanna pour into? Who do I wanna pour into? And I have multiple options, and I choose this one. This is the one that I decide to pour into. Now, for whatever reason, let's say it doesn't work out with that bucket, Maybe it was the wrong size, we didn't click together, whatever reason, and then it ends. Here's the beauty about that approach. The beauty is that you can choose again. After you've healed, after you've done the work of processing that previous relationship, you can choose a new one. You get what I'm saying? That's the beauty of life. Like, I really don't think that our creator in all this infinite abundance, set us up to have only one shot at love to just have like a one shot do or die type of thi- situation i think part of the reason is why there are eight billion people on earth is so we can have an infinite amount of chances to choose again to find love and when you look at it like that it makes you less afraid to jump and to commit because you just don't have one shot getting this right You can choose again and again it's like a video game with infinite lives you get to choose again and again and again now that brings us to the question that we asked at the very beginning which is how do you choose the one how do you choose your your person your one well there are there are a lot of different things like if you go online you see a lot of people saying different things but i feel like there are some basic things you can look out for good ways to start and good things to keep in mind that you can use as a starting point. You know what I mean? The first, and I think probably the most important way to see if she's the one, is to see how does she handle arguments? How is she in a fight? Because everybody wanna judge the future, wanna predict the future with, with their woman based on the good times. They think that, like, oh, this is how it's going to be forever. Well, my friend, that is probably the biggest mistake you will make in your relationship. And I get it, I get why we do that. Like that's the way the, the brain thinks, like we're off in la la land thinking, oh, this is how it's gonna be. It's gonna be all hearts and roses all the time. You know, she, she's gonna be pleasant forever and we're never gonna fight. But let me ask you this, do you go into work everyday thinking that every day is gonna be great? Is everyday great? No, of course not, because that ain't real life. There's gonna be days where it's gonna be a grind, where you're gonna struggle, where you have to convince yourself to show up. There's gonna be times where you're gonna wanna quit, we you have to tell yourself, don't quit. there're gonna be times when you hate your boss, and it's gonna be the same thing in relationships. There's gonna be times where you're gonna wanna fly kick her in the forehead. And that's real life. You're gonna have disagreements like that, and she's gonna feel the same about you. But it isn't those times. Those times where the love hormones are gone and the rosy colored glasses are gone, those are the times where you see the real person. And those are the times where you will see who she really is and how she handles herself in arguments. And it's those are the times that decide whether or not your relationship will be a success. I read multiple times that the biggest indicator as to whether or not a relationship will last will be how a couple fights. Not how often, but how a couple fights. There's a difference that if they fight, they go for the jugular, they call names, they get really you know down and dirty and just use people's weaknesses and vulnerabilities against them. You know what I'm talking about. Versus people who are able to listen, who are able to communicate how they're feeling, empathize, Uh, compromise. People who are able to do the latter, couples who are able to do the latter are more likely to have a successful, happier, and more fulfilling relationship. And so at least for me with my partner, one of the things that I love about her is that she has done the work and we are able to communicate. We are able to take the time to listen to the other's point of view. Even if we don't agree, we're still able to say, you know what, I get why you would think that. It makes sense why you would feel that way. I understand why you feel that way. And to tell you the truth, for 90% of the arguments, that's all we want to hear. That's all she wants to hear. And I guarantee that's all you want to hear. Just to someone to say, I understand where you're coming from. And so if you have a partner that's able to do that, if she's able to handle like an adult and communicate stuff like that, you have a keeper, my friend. That's a great sign that she might be the one. Let's get some more. Let's see what else we got. The next one is kind of cool. The next one is, does she accept all of you? I'm talking about specifically your ugly parts. The parts of you that are not so pretty and admirable. Now, it's funny, there's this joke that goes around the dating world saying, and I think maybe it was Chris Rock, he said that when you go on a date with someone and you meet someone, you're not meeting the real them. You're meeting their representative. And that means that when people meet, they always show the best part of themselves, the best version of themselves. And I get it because, you know, you want to make a good impression. You want to show her the best qualities of you. And, but we both know that we're not that way all the time. We're not perfect all the time. We have flaws. We get irritable. We get shy. Sometimes maybe we're inconsistent. We get stubborn. Maybe we have a short temper. Whatever it is, we have flaws but we hide them when we are dating. Now, the, I, the the thing that guys do wrong is they try to keep these flaws at bay, in the closet for as long as they can. And then what happens, peep this, then guess what? It's like a beach ball as you're trying to push down underwater. It's gonna pop back up one way or another. And when it does, it's gonna come out in an ugly way and she's gonna be like, oh, I didn't know you had this side of you. I didn't know you were like that. You're a different person. And guess what? She has the same things. She has traits and qualities that she's not showing you. And the trouble that that causes for both of you is that you're going to be in a relationship for years not knowing the full person, knowing half of them. And so what that does, I'm here going on right now at this point. What that does is give you the feeling of pressure of walking on a tightrope, of having to be perfect. Like imagine having to be perfect and worry about being perfect for like a 50-year relationship. Like you can't do that you have no time to enjoy it because you're too busy trying to be perfect. And so, what you want is not to be with someone who accepts you with your perfect. You want to be with someone that accepts you even when you're at your lowest, when you're at when you show your ugly side. Like that's what you want to do. Someone who doesn't judge you, someone who can see that and accept it, who goes, okay, I see where you're at, not shame you about it, and actually talk with you and create the situation where you can heal from that ugliness, where you can become better. And so, oh, and by the way, you wanna do the same thing for her. And so, if you can do that, you have found the one. And, like, and I'm gonna give you another example. Again, with my relationship, she she knows me. She knows, and uh, you know, she might be in the next room listening right now, but she knows that I get defensive, She knows that I get stubborn. She knows that when I'm hungry, I'm grumpy. She knows that about me. She doesn't necessarily like it, but she doesn't judge me or shame me for it. She accepts me either way, and she still continues to love me, knowing all of me. And also, let's keep going down this road, not even your ugly parts, but also your quirky and your weird parts. I'm talking about like for me, I love superheroes. I love magic. I'm a dork, I'm a nerd like that. I get excited about that stuff. But her, she's not really into that, yet she still accepts me. She doesn't make fun of me. She doesn't make me feel bad for it. And she has her things, but guess what? I support her and I love her for it as well. You wanna do the same thing. On top of that, let's even get more down the rabbit hole. Even the kinky stuff. We're all into some weird shit. I'm not even calling it weird shit. Let's just call it, you know, we're into stuff. Let's just call it that. We're into stuff. And you don't want to hide that. You want to be able to let that loose and have your person accept you. And so, my friend, the moral of the story here is how do you know she's the one? A great way to tell is does she accept and love all of you, even the weird, the ugly, and the not so pretty parts? If you can do that, if she can do that, then you're both... A match made in heaven let's get to this last one here and again i can go on and all but i just want to give you my, my my top heavy hitters here but this last one it's it's a it's a little funky so to speak and it, it comes from personal experience uh maybe you can rock with it hopefully but it's this when you're with her does she quiet your demons in a healthy way peep this out you know Uh, guys, right? I'm I'm speaking for guys, but this is pretty much in general. When people get in relationships, right? They, They quickly fall in love and catch feelings and they're like, oh, she makes me feel so happy. She feels like home and she's the best thing ever. But little do they know what they're actually doing, they're forming something called a trauma bond. And what that means is that when their issues are like a puzzle piece and match with your issues, and then you guys, instead of picking each other up and healing, you just reinforce the trauma and the bullshit you guys have been experiencing all your life. Like for example, it's like it's like a woman with abandonment issues getting with a guy who has commitment issues. On the one hand, we have someone that starts to freak out when they feel abandoned, when someone doesn't stay. And then on the other end, we have a guy that doesn't like to stay. And so it's just one person exasperating the other's shit, the other person's trauma. And the reason why that happens is because not a lot of people talk about this, but believe it or not, when you're dating, you're driven by your subconscious. It plays a major role. You think that when you're going out and meeting women, oh, it's physical attraction. I like her because X and Y reasons. No, the reason why you like her is because the little mechanism in the back of your brain subconscious recognizes her as something familiar, as, Hey, this is something of the past. This is how I learned to love in the past. So in the past, if you were with, you know, women and you had females that were maybe dismissive, critical, uh, you know, at the same time, very pretty, you're going to be attracted to women like that. And what ends up happening is that whether or not you know it, you'll gravitate to women like that. And that's why, by the way, you keep getting the same types of relationships. What you wanna do is you wanna get someone that actually makes you feel safe, someone makes you feel healed. Now, in order to do that, you have to do the inner work. You have to do the inner work and to discover, okay, what like what is it? What's my shit? Like, what's my what's my my, my trauma? My stuffs. That way, you can wake up to it. And you can recognize it when it happens. And with that said, once you can recognize it, you can point out the red flags that just cause you to repeat your shit from the past, your trauma from the past, as far as in relationships. What you want to do, like I said, is that once you once you realize that, you can start dating women that actually make you feel safe. So let's say you have commitment issues. Right. Let's say, like for example, like for me, I'll give you an example. Um, The the woman that I was dating before my current girlfriend, uh, she is a great woman, but for some odd reason, like we from a subconscious level, we weren't connecting. We weren't a match, and that for me, like I had an urge, just like to get my own space. It just kept being triggered in me the need to take my own space. Now. I've done some work on myself and I've come to realize that that need to take my own space has comes from, you know, my relationship with my mom, where she was, you know, very much, I want to say smothering, but, you know, very much didn't let me have my freedom. And so that kind of gave me the urge to be like, no, I want my own space. I want to be by myself. And in that relationship, that feeling was triggered. It was brought up a lot. And whereas in my new relationship, that does not come up at all. I mean, we live together, we have a child together, and she's actually the first woman I've ever lived with. And the funny thing is that not once has it come up. With her, I don't feel the need to run away. I don't feel the need to you know, get my own space. I actually like, like hanging out with her. I like just sitting with her and doing nothing. And so you know, th- that's what I wanna relate to you is that does she quiet your demons in a peaceful way, in a healthy way? Does she trigger your shit from the past or does she, like, here's what I always say. Does she cause you to bring your defenses up? Does she cause you to take space, to be passive aggressive, to maybe look elsewhere? If the answer is no, not really, then you have something special there. Because relationships, here's my belief, relationships are a place where you heal. It's a place where, All the stuff from the past that you didn't get to fix, they have a chance to get fixed. So that way you can become the adult and the complete healthy human being that you've been trying to be. And that's why when you are dating and meeting people and meeting a woman, you want to find one that makes you feel like home. You want to find one that does not trigger your defenses. Now here's the only caveat though. 90% of that has to do with you doing the work. So don't put it all on her. Again, we're not... We're not the type of guys here that's like, oh, I'm waiting for a woman to save me, no. We're the type of guys where you're gonna do the work, you're gonna work on yourself, you're gonna heal yourself, so that way when you do find that woman, you're ready for it, you get what I'm saying? Now, those are just three, those are just three of my favorite and I think three of some of the most important. Now I can go on and on, like let me give you a quick couple ways just to see if she's the one. Uh, The next one, like here. You know, does she make you laugh? Like, can you guys laugh together? Like, there's something about laughter that's bonding that has nothing to do with like sex or anything like that. No matter what it is, like, you know, being able to laugh with someone will bond you with them for a lifetime. I mean, why do you think it is You're, you're, you're still friends with some of your friends for years, for decades? Because you guys laugh together. So, is she someone you can genuinely laugh with? The next thing is, how do you guys communicate? Are you guys good at communicating are you always on like not on the same page are you always assuming or even when those times happen are you guys good at clarifying things are you able to articulate how you're feeling and able to get understanding you know what i mean another thing to think about is do you just like hanging around her because you're not always gonna be having sex doing freaky romantic things all the time Nah, there's going to be regular Tuesdays where you guys are just hanging out, not doing anything in pajamas, and you want to be able to just hang out with her, just to be able just to sit next to her, do nothing, and enjoy her company. Like, could you really do that without really having the need to be on your phone or to be out with the guys or anything like that? The next thing you want to consider is, is marriage something you want to explore with her? Let me, let me explain this just really fast. You know, the way I think about it is like, you know, marriage is like an entity right? It's, it's a cave, if you will. It's unknown. There could be treasures in it. There could be cliffs. There could be twists and turns in it. And the question you're going to ask yourself, do you want to explore that cave with her? And that's actually a fire one now that I think about it. You know, do you want to explore that cave with her? Now, because again, you don't know what, what will happen. It's definitely risky. But the question you got going to ask, do I want to explore that risk with her? You know what I'm saying? Um, other things real fast. Do you, you know, when good things happen and you're excited, is she one of the first people that you want to talk to? Another thing is that when you close your eyes and you ask yourself, would I get married with her? You know, what does your, your, your soul say when you close your eyes and you just silence yourself and you just listen inside? What is your subconscious? What is your, what is, what does your soul say inside? Is it like a, yeah, I would do it. Or is there hesitation? Um, you know, you want to know another quick way, another great way is to travel with her. See how you guys are while traveling will give you a big indication. Like, I don't know why it is, but traveling definitely brings out the realness of people and the real shit comes to the surface because you have deadlines to make. You're trying to catch flights. You're out of your element. We have to depend on each other. Like just the conditions there, it shows a lot. So you want to see, okay, is she marriage material? Could Could I see myself marrying her? Travel together and see how it is. The other thing is, is shit. How is she with money? Let's talk about that. I didn't go deep into, into this podcast because that's a whole other thing, but this like this is actually like pretty intelligent. Like a lot of wealthy people that I've seen on YouTube and things like that, like, they've all, all say that you know one of the most important business decisions you can make is who you marry. So See how she is with money, and don't be afraid to talk about it. Get her views on it. You know, see how she brought up. What is she? What her perspectives are on money? What her current habits and behavior with money? Is she open to talking about money, or does she avoid it? Because, guys, I'm telling you, listen. That's gonna be a big thing when you get married. Apparently, a lot of like divorces are caused because of money issues, and I I hate to bring it up because it makes it seem like like it takes the romance out of marriage but it's a reality and that's just what i'm trying to bring you guys to just the reality like once you understand the reality of something then you can go into it objectively and ready for it and properly enjoy it you get what i'm saying and so yeah buddy i mean at the end of the day to be honest there is no foolproof way to see if she's the one i mean i know i'm here giving my thoughts my opinion and like like i said so far i'm at the point where this is how i've come to the decision that this woman that I'm with is the one. Um, you know, part of this part of my advice does come from experience, is, is, is scientifically backed, talking from other people as well. Um, but the truth of the matter is that there is no foolproof way. I know you want one, but there is no foolproof way. And I and I know why you want one, and the reason is because you're scared. You're scared of getting hurt. You're scared of making a mistake. And you don't want to go down the road. And I get it. It can suck. Absolutely. It can suck. But let me ask you something. When you walk outside, there's always a chance of you getting hit by a car or being in a car accident. But that doesn't stop you from going outside. When you travel, and you go on planes. There's a possibility that the plane may go down. But that doesn't stop you from traveling, does it? So then why does the possibility of heartbreak stop you from experiencing love. That's just something to think about. I mean, for me, as a dating coach, I'm gonna be honest, there's pressure. I feel pressure to get it right, to choose the right one. I mean, I mean I'm the guy who gives advice, right? So I'm supposed to get it right. At least, at least that's my belief, what's going on in my head. But simultaneously, I also know that that's not real life. It's, it's not realistic to get it right. Because the reality is, despite being a dating coach, despite having experience, that there's still that possibility. Like, there's no 100% way to know. I mean, doctors, they're never 100% right all the time either. I mean, with all their experience and their knowledge, they still get sick. They still have to have surgery. So, you know, the, the only thing that runs through my mind is this, and I hope it helps for you, that yes, it is a risk. You know, you know, getting married, at least the way I view it, is like jumping off a cliff and hoping that everything will work out. And yes, it is a risk. Yes, you might fall in your face. You might get hurt. But like I said earlier on in the episode, the question you got to ask yourself, the real question you got to ask yourself, is she the one that I want to take the risk with? Marinate on that for a second. I hope this has been helpful. I want you to take your time and just know that you're not in a rush. Take your time, you're not in a rush, you don't have to make the decision. If you're in a position where you are considering marriage, you don't have to make the decision now, okay? You have more time than you think. Take your time and make the decision out of love and not fear. But also, make the decision from your head too. Let's not go crazy, sometimes the heart, sometimes it'd be and sometimes. So mixing the head in as well. Do that, be patient, do it from love, not fear. And just ask yourself, Is she the one I'm willing to explore this cave with? Do I want to take this jump with her? And I think for me, I think that's all you really need to know. Till next time, thank you so much for listening to the Red Velvet Podcast. I'm your host, Pablo Rosario. Stay velvet out there. and I'll catch you on the next one.